0: Hey guys, welcome back. This is Chris Burcher, and this is Knowledge Plus Experience Equals Wisdom, and this is my Curiosity Interview Series, number nine. And this week we get to meet a dude named Marcus Hemela. And I discovered Marcus' like background, you know, I, um, fairly recently, and I reached out to him and said, "You seem like the kind of guy I want to get to know." Uh, and I was really impressed by number one, uh, his presence on TikTok. And Instagram, I mean, literally, like daily inspirational messages. I, I don't know what you really call them. And as you see and get to know him, I don't really know what to call what he does. But it's it's inspirational and it's motivational and it's helpful. And so I saw just this 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 amazing amount of content, and uh, what, what I thought to me seemed like really good content, really uh, meaningful, coming from a place where I could tell. Marcus had experienced the things that he had talked about, so he had sort of this credibility, this this knowledge and experience, wisdom, credibility thing that uh, was obvious in what he was saying. I dug into what uh, he kind of did. First of all, I just said, "Hey, man, I, you know, I'm doing a son of kind of a similar thing. I'm digging on what you're doing. Let's be friends." And then I thought, well, I'm sure curiosity is an element of what. He does, and so I, I need to get to know him, and let's do that by interviewing. And so we schedule it, and we did it, and you get to watch it now. Uh, what if you go to? So if you want to find out a little more about what Marcus does outside of the context of what he tells you in the interview, he has a website. That's at discoverignite.com. Discover Ignite. And so the background of that, and that's sort of his his personal brand, I guess, if that's what you want to call it. Although I'm pretty sure he wouldn't use the words personal brand. <laughs> uh, and you'll see what I mean. He's just not that guy. He's like the uh, anti-guru type guy that's not really looking for attention, but wanting to share what he has learned about himself with you. And so he does this Discover Ignite, which, whose mission is to help people build out their mindset to ignite the change they want in their life um, through a pathway of discovery. And, you know, as you can think about what we've seen in the previous eight curiosity interview series is, you know, that discovery is in many ways motivated by curiosity. And so if you, what I've learned about Marcus so far, and some of this is an in interview and some of it isn't, you know, he has a, he 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 was, or is a computer programmer. He was also at one time, uh, vying or training to be sort of like uh, Mr. Universe, so like a bodybuilder. He has a background as a military leader. Um, it's it's amazing the the number of things that he's done to sort of arrive at the point of where he is now. And so, again, with the credibility, which we talk about in the interview, he brings this broad and dynamic background of experiences um and, and so also a little bit of like suffering. So he's been through divorce. His father passed away recently from ALS. You know, so so all of these things combined, you know, you have these skill sets of things you've trained to do. You've learned about computer programming. You've been trained in the military. And then you have these life experiences and how you manage those things it draws upon sort of the person that you are and the training that you've had and the knowledge and the experience. And anyway, what I see in his messages is what I'm talking about when I illustrate that formula of knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. And I think he's on a, a mission through Discovery Ignite to share what he's learned in hopes that it may help you, someone that sees it. And so uh, without further ado, I will let Marcus <laughs> tell you more about himself and just to, to sort of also mention that, you know, it's so cool to meet someone in this interview format, and you you get to watch it. You know, this is us meeting and forming a friendship, and then actually tomorrow, which won't make any sense by the time you're listening to this, I'm actually going to he's going to interview me uh, for his podcast because he's got the website, he's got the Instagram, he's got the TikTok, he's got a podcast, he's got a a super popular growing YouTube channel, uh, amazing social media internet presence uh, Marcus Himala has. So I hope you enjoy the Curiosity Series installment number nine, my interview with Marcus Himmler. Thanks for listening, guys. I'll see you next week.
1: Uh, I've, I've lived all over. Um, I grew up in New Mexico and then um, lived up in New York for a little while, lived in California. Crazy. Um, then I went in the military, so I've been all over the world. Yeah, so. yeah right.
0: Yeah, I was looking at some of your background. You got It sounds like you have a cool story. Just like we're talking now, it's non-linear, right? I mean, like where mm-hmm. I live, it's a town of ten thousand, and it's pretty much the second biggest town in all of Southwest Virginia. And mm-hmm. everybody, they're you know, even if they're fifty, their parents still live in the house they grew up in. And yeah. if they go to the beach, it's Myrtle Beach. And if they go on a different kind of vacation, it's Florida, you know, Disney. It's very—you <laughs> don't meet too many people who are not from here, right? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with Myrtle Beach, though. So Myrtle Beach is pretty nice. I like going on Myrtle Beach. Yeah, it's just different, you know, like I, I grew up yeah. going to the Barrier Islands in Georgia and there's, you know, nothing to do. And as a kid, that was boring. But first time I saw Myrtle Beach, it's like, holy crap, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> a whole different world. Uh, but yeah, it's, all, all that's good, right? I mean, in the yeah. different ways, what are you, you going to do? Well, yeah, so I appreciate you doing this. I don't know. It, it seems like maybe you've um, made a recent sort of shift from a uh, former life to a new life or a new career kind of thing. And uh, I don't know how long you've been podcasting or even how I saw you, because I just recently got on LinkedIn. And I, I saw some of your short videos. It's like, oh, man, this guy's doing some cool stuff. And so I checked out some of the podcasts. And I thought, this guy, hopefully he will say yes.
1: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely. No, I am. Uh... Uh, My story has been really different. Um, Like, I went in the military, essentially. I was originally going to go to college. Um, Then I had all different other kinds of things going on at the time. To be honest, Um, I actually spent some time in Australia for a little bit, Melbourne, Australia. And then um, I came back. I couldn't really find any jobs. I wasn't really liking, essentially. And so ultimately, what I did was uh, I, I found myself in a predicament that I was in truck installation factory, making minimum wage and thinking, well, you know what, I don't want to live here for the rest of my life, Yeah.
2: should <laughs> so
1: make a change. So I joined the military, uh, that way I could kind of leverage up a little bit, and then um, got a scale, got everything, and uh, actually went back to college, got my degree uh, in computer science, did telecommunications for 12 years, I made the leap, and I went into programming, uh, been in programming for five years, and I'm making a the leap to entrepreneurship now, so um doing a lot of things I've taught myself a lot and uh, learned a lot along the way and it kind, of, it kind of led me to this whole thing. Well the discover ignite thing was kind of uh, what really opened my eyes to that was essentially watching like my father right My father uh, I've talked about it, like in some of the videos I don't know if you've seen those videos, but uh, my father had ALS and so um, and he was always talking about you know just working hard essentially through your life and so that's why I've always got my like work ethic from was him mm-hmm. you know he was always like pounding me to like go into the government right because he worked for the government he's like get yep. a pension do all these other things the pension and I yeah. like, no i want to kind of do my own thing right and, um and so i did that and i worked and i did the whole college thing and i got the job you know and i did always think but i wasn't really satisfied and then watching him you know he worked all his life he did retire somewhat early i mean he was like 62 when he retired um, and then he was retired for maybe about two years. And um, from that point, he originally uh, he thought he was sick and it took him, I think like a year and a half to determine or diagnose him with ALS. And then from that point on, he just deteriorated. So I saw essentially uh, the, you know, this macho figure in my life um, essentially t- deteriorate down to nothing. And you know he worked so hard to get to where he was, and you know before then he was always fishing, and he's a very outdoorsy guy. And so to see that, it really kind of put things in perspective for me. Like you know, and I was I was going through health problems too. That's something else I've talked about. And I have young kids, so I was like, you know, I was having uh, heart issues and stuff. My family has a history of heart problems, and so I was like, well, I don't want to. You know, how do I really want to? you know, end the story. And so uh, I took it upon myself, even though it was scary, I've taught myself a lot of different things. I've always been a person to uh, dive deep about particular subjects. And I've kind of made it to where I've had the ability ability to kind of venture out, try some things uh, and see if I can get it to work. So that's ultimately what entrepreneurship is right <laughs>
0: yeah but but you but, I mean you make it sound so easy like it's still super inspiring and sort of just incredible to uh, have the courage to do it I mean it's so comfortable yeah. and easy especially if you're successful I mean I assume you're a successful um, uh, programmer computer computer work and to sort of leave that in fact that's I, not to skip ahead 10 years but that's the, the next interview series I'm considering doing is taking people like you that have made this leap from the, a comfortable position and just sort of said, the calling is too strong. I have to do it. I mean, to me, that's one mm-hmm. of the most impressive things a, pe- a person can do. So props to you for doing it,
2: <laughs> you know? yeah, even though you, even You're like
0: even you are that. compelled and you know, don't belittle it. <laughs> it's still a big deal. Well, I
1: appreciate that. Yeah, I know, I know it can't seem. I think I've, I've kind of lived a life of change, right? I've moved around a lot, and that's going kind to of help. Even at a young age, I mean, I've been moving around, and at a young age, it was uncomfortable, right? I think a lot yeah. of people fight fight change, right? You, like we always have that, like you know, everybody talks about following your intuition and stuff, right? If you have your the logical side of your brain, it's like, well, this doesn't make no sense at all, <laughs> and so it's trying to like it's trying to like tone that down a little bit, right? And be like, okay, well, even though it doesn't make sense, right? How how often has your intuition really been wrong, right? You go back and look at it. And a lot of times, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, I can't even remember his name. Uh, There's a a quote essentially, uh, man, I can't even recall his name, but there's a quote essentially that says that, you know, you are, nothing essentially makes sense until after the fact, right? You, You don't understand what's going on. During that moment, none of it makes sense. But when you look back and reflect back on it, you can piece it together, and it makes perfect sense.
0: Yeah, right. Essentially, so well, is that? I noticed that. Yeah, I've been I've been doing some personal work on sort of I, you'd call it, I guess, inner child, but sort of reconnecting with my younger self. And I noticed a recent post may have been today even about getting to know or befriending your ten year old self. I mean, is that sort of, it, it, you know, to do that when you're ten, you literally have no clue what's happening right it's all intuition what else do you have you don't have any information and so it seems like so many of the things that are our personalities I mean some issues that are left over that we deal with but also some some skills that we develop during that period that I don't know for me I didn't realize until I was in my mid-40s that a lot of the stuff that I just think is the truth or real or whatever were defense mechanisms I developed as a kid, you know, I mean, is yeah. that what that? Po- I didn't have time to, to listen to it today, but is that sort of what you're talking about when you, you know, are getting to know your younger self?
1: Uh, well, yeah, it's, it's it's trying to give the perspective, right? If you're talking to your 10-year-old self, would your 10-year-old self be ecstatic about where you're at right now? Oh, yeah. A lot of times it'd be like, oh, well, that doesn't really sound exciting, right? Like your 10-year-old self is like, oh, but what about all these hopes and dreams I had when I was 10, right? Obviously, you don't know. You probably wanted to be a police officer or a fireman or something back then, right? But It was all pretty basic back then. But um, And then for me, again, putting the perspective like, my dad, the whole situation with my dad has really changed my perspective. Uh, just because he was a, like a key cornerstone of my life, and so uh, realizing that, you know, I think it's realizing that our time, right, that, that we are fragile, and and not, and kind of looking back at your ten-year-old self and be like, no, there's something to look forward to, as opposed to, you know, you're just going to be working a nine-to-five job. Yeah. And, sitting at a desk. And I, let me tell you how excited this is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so cool that you talk about that. I mean, we could talk for hours because one of my big things, and I felt like this since I was a kid is at some point I went, wait a minute, what contract did I sign that said I was going to work 40 plus hours a week doing something I don't like just to have money in order to live my life? Like what agreement did I, I, yeah. I never got to I, I never got to think about that. It just happened. Mm-hmm. And then you're so and far down there. And that's the
1: big thing too, is I think um, you know, I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist or anything like that. That's not what I, I try to preach, right? But ultimately I think, you know, a lot of the different things and to like touch on like curiosity and stuff, right? Like I wasn't big about that really until I had this perspective shift. Uh, but ultimately when I started diving deep and when I like went plant-based and stuff, right, it gave me Big perspective because there's a lot of uh negative connotation essentially associated with you know, well veganism right and stuff like yeah. that uh so a lot of people shy away from it but if there if you really understand what it, what it's about and what it can actually do and that's um how helped me essentially get my health back right on. and you know all the uh the different uh, supplements and stuff right that everybody tries to force feed you and everything like that it's all it's all essentially like a big marketing ploy to get you to feed the system, right? And so, uh, again, I'm not trying. To, like, I don't <laughs> uh, think it's conspiracy. We like can talk about the that, system, right? Y- yeah. It's like the whole system, right? If they have people that try to go off on, and do their own thing, and essentially uh, not know, right, not understand about your investments, right? Because I do a lot of stocks, and that's essentially what's helped me separate myself from being a programmer anymore. Uh, because you know, you take out the middleman. And this can go—I can go on and on about all yeah. kinds of—and go all kinds of ways. <laughs> so just real me if I go too crazy, but um, and it's a whole thing about like um, something you even want to talk about like Bitcoin was like a hot topic, right? And that's because you're eliminating the middleman, and the middleman needs you to work the nine to five in the system to essentially produce for them, right? And so that's why there's been a lot of. Uh, lot of uh, institutions and everything against bitcoin because bitcoin is a peer-to-peer and right if we both see value and and that's why it's becoming such a big thing so fast and you know i used to i was never big in economics or anything like that so for me to even like talk about stuff yeah. like that it's kind of like way out there because i was never like oh yeah i love doing stocks and stuff because it was my my curiosity that essentially led me into yeah. that I was like, wow, this is like a whole different world that I didn't even know about. And this is really intriguing, right? And so it, I've, I've taken that, that, that plant-based perspective of essentially asking why and, then, and kind of leading, branching that out into every little thing I've been curious about and diving deep because I think a lot of times, you know, you look at stuff and you kind of just get like the, the face value of things, right? And so you kind of take that and you're like, okay, well, that's what it is. And, you know, maybe you're too tired to really look deep about it, but it's, it's going a little bit deeper than that, you know, asking that three or four, uh, after the fact yeah. that you really kind of see what it's about, like, like submerse yourself in it and it
0: changes things so much.
1: And, well, it, you know, it sounds
0: like that's a, de- a good definition of curiosity is sort of like moving, moving from that superficial level and digging a little bit i mean maybe that like defines the process of actually what we're doing um because i mean that's the the big question i ask everybody is you know how did curiosity uh what role did it play in getting to where you are now and you just started talking about it It sounds like a pretty big role (laughs) like what was the switch i mean i know like how how long since your dad i'm i'm sorry to hear about that als is terrible but um how long has that been since your perspective changed
1: um, my dad uh, passed away about three three years ago. That's still so wrong. Um, but I did. Um, I appreciate that. It did. Um, I've always been about making change. Like I said, I went in the military right. to make the change, right? Like so, have, I'm used to change. But I think the whole curiosity bit, right? Like I've always been about trying to educate myself upon on stuff, and um, I think. My younger years, right? I, I think I tried to enjoy life more. in My younger years, <laughs> with and I experienced you. a lot, right? Like I was, I was traveling the world. Yeah, and so that gave me a lot of a lot of experience. I, I would never, um, I never regret those years because I, I saw a lot of the world that I would have never seen. I saw, you know, third world cultures. And something that is really interesting is that, you know, a lot of people they may not like the, they may not understand the freedom that we have here. When you go to the third world countries and you see how people um live day to day and that they're so so happy to give you the shirts off their back and they have nothing and, and and just building relationships and so it's like going back to that and that's what i like i try to teach and stuff on my channel is like hey you know like um talking about uh, going inside and stuff right unplugging because a lot of times uh, we tend to forget that this is something I preach about a lot too, is that you know, we, we let uh, media and stuff like that essentially b- brainwash us almost, right? Because we don't put a filter on it and we don't allow ourselves to disconnect and think for ourselves. That's not saying you can't you know, watch something or read a book or anything like that. I mean, books and everything, they're all, some of it has facts, but ultimately they're somebody's opinion, right? So you still gotta formulate your own opinion about things should always know the pros and the cons and so uh talking about in that aspect um and looking at it, uh, that that being in that other environment has really opened my eyes that you don't need a lot yeah right and and even looking you know and i can I, this is i have like so many different uh different events that have gone in my life right like even like divorce and stuff when stuff is ripped away from you right? You you feel like, oh, I built up all the stuff. But the thing is, is like, you, you hold too much value on material things. And you realize, like, I felt uh, strangely uh, comfortable having everything ripped away, because I knew I was capable of uh, recreating everything that I wanted to.
0: Yeah, that's, that's fascinating, because I moved, you know, I move if I live in a place more than five years, I get antsy, because I moved, yeah. I moved around a lot, too. And everybody says, were you military? And, and I wasn't, you know, my family just I could get into why I think that happens, <laughs> but it just, it, it it was what it was. And so I think I can relate. And I wonder if that's part of it. I wonder if that teaches you um, like a way to live or, or a way to be curious or some, you know, you have a new uh, strategy or, you know, approach to life because of that. Cause I can relate to, I mean, I, I feel like we could take any one of those sentences and, and go for hours <laughs> in any direction. Yeah, definitely. So that's, that's really, that's an interesting thought about, the source of curiosity because some people just are and some people aren't right these people you're talking about that that consume this media without thinking critically about it i mean i i feel like i want to go in and go and understand that like i don't want to say it's wrong i don't want to judge it i don't want to change everybody but at the same time i, I i'm really curious why some people are curious and some people just aren't do you have any i mean what have you seen um, in your life? Is it black and white um, like that? Is it? I think some people, I think this, uh, I've read stuff about this.
1: Like people are at, at different, like conscious levels, right? Like some people are more aware of where they're at in life. And some people uh, essentially they, they just run an autopilot and they're okay with that. And it's, it's being able to, it's like trying to change, right? You just change yourself. You know how hard it is to change yourself. Yeah. Imagine how to try to change somebody else. It's extremely hard, right? And so with that being said, uh, it's it's trying to provide the uh, perspective. And so that's why I tell a lot of people, you know, you need to experience as much as possible. You need to be getting more perspectives. Uh, but to do that, you have to, and I know it's hard, right? We all got our lives and it's busy and life happens, but you still have to provide yourself. You still have to unplug, think about stuff. And I, I talk, I preach about like you know um, sitting in silence and stuff like that. And, and some people are like, even when I first started doing it, some people are like, "Oh, there's no way I'm gonna sit in silence, right?" Because we're so busy <laughs> we gotta be doing something, right? Yeah, yeah, we gotta yeah. Be doing something. Um, and even for myself, like sitting for five minutes was like the hardest thing. I had to build myself up to like thirty minutes. But you do that, and you actually um, you see value in silence because it allows you to just think straight. and allows you to think deeply about things. And, and you know, a lot of philosophers talk about this stuff is just sitting in the silence and listening to nature and um, what do they call it? Uh, nature bathing, I think is what it's called. Yeah. Going out in nature and stuff yeah. like that. Being one with nature and realizing, um, grounding yourself and seeing what that really does. And to be curious, you really, you have to be aware of what you're doing. And it's easier, again, I think the whole the system in general is easier to feed you a, a Band-Aid as opposed to allow you to think for yourself because there's no money in allowing you to right. think for yourself. So,
0: <laughs> Well, I'm with you, and I, and I think about this a lot, too, and I find myself saying, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but...
1: <laughs> yeah. but,
0: but it, and if you look at the, the history, I mean, I do think that it makes uh, sociological, political, and economic sense to govern to a bunch of... Um, conformists, I guess, for lack of a better term, that are gonna behave how you want them to and pay their taxes and, you know, that makes for a good system. It's like ants. I was in Costa Rica recently and, uh, you know, the leafcutter ants, it was like one of my, I've always wanted to see leafcutter ants and sort of understand them and research them. And, you know, all the ants have their roles. It's an amazing thing to look at and to see and to witness. But then when you think about what that society is, there's no creativity, there's no curiosity. They're all just worker ants, but that's what makes it work. <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly so, yeah that's a thing yeah, yeah and I guess it takes all all people um to, to make the world work and not everybody's going to be curious and not everybody's going to be um you know sometimes I think there was something too, like the caste system not that that not that um people having predefined roles is a good thing but it seems like people may naturally sort out into these different uh, I'm a thinker I'm not a thinker I'm a you know, do or whatever, if yeah. we allowed them to do that. And, and something you said, I, I need to, I want to go here. You said something about Bitcoin that made me think, you know, by removing the middleman, we're going back. Like it's futuristic and it's in the future, but it's also the old way, right? It's yeah. like going back to an indigenous way of living. I guess after Costa Rica, I just get, really got on an indigenous culture trip and sort of thinking, what have we what did we have right that we've changed into being wrong (laughs) right and when you said that about bitcoin it's for me it married you know this past way of living with Mm -hmm. the future way of living which is really something there that's cool i don't know if you have any more insight or do or if you're inspired by indigenous cultures or sort of older ways of living in part of what you've seen
1: no i think a, a lot of it it relates back to um to to history or like they say history always repeats itself right and it's uh, I've always seen that to be true I mean even like in programming I don't want to get technical or anything like that <laughs> to throw people off but I mean like you know <laughs> even in programming it's even in programming is done that uh, they, where they have uh, essentially a tube right so you uh, the main computer the hub right would feed all the essentially dummy computers right and then they got away from that and they made the home home computers that you see now, and then now they're relating back to that, so essentially all the computing's done up in the cloud now, so now they're going back to old ways, essentially, um, because it's, it's keeping things simple, right? Because the human mind likes to make things so complex uh, mm-hmm. that we pull ourselves way off to left field, and then we try to bring it back over, <laughs> and simplify it, right? Because uh, simplifying it always makes uh, things much more successful and a lot more smoother. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's always something. I think as we continue to evolve, um, yeah, you, know, you know, it's it's. I think we need that like, like expansion out, right? Like we need to complicate it a little bit and kind of work out the kinks, and then bring yeah. it back and simplify the process again. That's right? cool. Yeah, I wonder if that's
0: not, you know, the role of the it's curious the curiosity person. thing, right? Well, as I say, it's like the role of the curious person <laughs> is to push, and then yeah. you know the consensus then because you know, to me, I, part of the reason I started a podcast is because I wanted to find a real discourse. I used to have this fantasy of, like you mentioned the old philosophers, like meeting for a beer at the pub and talking about this kind of stuff. And I don't really, I have a couple, I have met a couple of people here that I can do that with, but for the most part, it's a small world. And somebody's like, you know, there's the internet, (laughs) you know, (laughs) (laughs) I can meet people like you and have a conversation like this. Um, but then so that discourse, the cool thing about it is it's consensus-based somebody can tell me when i'm going out in left field or d- starting a conspiracy theory but if left to my own devices i may end up down this rabbit hole you know yeah. and forget uh you know but it's nice to have people check me so yeah that's a cool model that the push and pull like the advance mm-hmm. and, the, and the retreat back into and you're right i mean that's that's how we've done it in the past i think or you know that's how we do it yeah, I think um, I think naturally
1: we just kind of do that. We, we tone back to even like when you, we talk about like programming, right? We, like you have the brainstorming essentially. So you you have your curiosity. You're gonna try a couple of different things, and then ultimately, excuse the train. <laughs> but ultimately, you're gonna pull it back in, right? You're gonna and think about it and digest what works, what doesn't. Um, throughout the take the good model pieces of the model uh, and apply that and go
0: yeah. forward with that. So. Well, one of my one of my favorite words from ecology was parsimony or i guess from statistics you know that well i love that word and i'm pretty sure it means something like the simplest solution is usually the best solution you know it's a yeah. fancy word for simple <laughs> that yeah. scientists use to sort of say you're way off and, that, and that's interesting because i find in sort of the kind of stuff that we, the topics that we explore i think you know we are on, on a similar tangent or path Sometimes mm-hmm. it gets over, it can easily get overcomplicated. And I interviewed, um, do you ever listen to the podcast, uh, You Are Not So Smart? I haven't heard that one. It's, it's it's funny because I mean, think about the name. It's basically <laughs> yeah. illuminating what you're saying that we overcomplicate things and we really don't know what we're talking about. Um, but he was saying, uh, oh, shoot, I lost my train of thought. Something to the effect that, uh, dang it, <laughs> the guy's name is uh, David McCraney. I've totally lost it. Something about overcomplicating things and then uh, thinking that we're right. Uh shoot. Anyway. <laughs> what so what tell me something interesting that you're well, I guess my question was, how do you keep yourself from overcomplicating because of the sort of complex things that we think about, like consciousness or or um, you know, mastering your mind? That can get really hairy. Now, what what is the Yeah, no, I know, and I know for
1: a lot of people like even for myself, right? Like I was what we want to quote, unquote, say like a realist, right? Like life is the way it's going to happen because, you know, bad things do happen. This is life. Things are going to happen. Right. But I mean, you like for me, like I started taking on meditation because I was at a very extremely stressful point in my life. And I've always tried it and attempted it and it never worked. And then again, I couldn't sit for five minutes because my mind would just be like, man, you're wasting time. What are you doing here? And so I forced myself for six months to start meditating, and I did it for I think like the first week I go five minutes, and the next week I add five minutes every week until I built it up to where I could actually sit without like worrying I had to be somebody else. And then it was too long that thirty minutes would just fly by. And I think ultimately at that particular stage, but I think I think meditation in itself is becoming a big thing because. Uh, you have that silence i mean there's there's plenty of different ways to do meditation, but i mean you have and then there's breathing techniques that help with that too to essentially put you in the now and that, that is really, what really helps me like kind of um, to hone that in right like I call that like my think tank because ultimately I try to put myself back in the moment and then I try to and this is actually what 's really intriguing about it because uh, you know you read all these different books and stuff and you know you don't attain everything that you read but when you sit when you sit in what i call the think tank uh, that first like 10 minutes right your mind just gonna be calling crazy about everything that's going on during the day but then after that point you know your, your mind goes blank somewhat and then you start getting these these really creative ideas in your mind you're like man i could where did that you know solution yeah. come from yeah yeah out of nowhere and so at that point then you know a lot of the the different things you've been learning and stuff like subconsciously right they, they all come back to the forefront and then you can kind of like take that idea and it's something that I've found that's really helped curiosity so I might come into that um, think tank with like a question and then and I have to just think of that question and then going into it like I'll come up with a solution out of, out of like nowhere or something I haven't thought about before but like oh I remember reading that and now all of a sudden. And why don't I try this, and then follow up with that, and then you kind of you start uh, solving and being more creative and everything, and it's it's really intriguing the way the brain works. And I don't think we give it enough credit, right? Oh yeah. Outside things that are like, well, what can solve this? What can solve that? As opposed to like, well, you know, your brain is actually quite remarkable. But.
0: No, and I think that's what's really cool about neuroscience now. You know, it's so young, right? I mean, this is like yeah. brand new that we're actually understanding these connections and I do work with a woman who's pretty much sold me on the idea that the the behaviors like you're talking about learning meditation forcing yourself to create a new habit in a natural James clear atomic habits kind of way is is how the only way to do things and while you're doing that it actually rewires the brain which allows it to become I know for me when I now when I don't meditate I feel it like like a drunk not having a beer I mean, I'm like, I got to take 10 minutes. I mean, I I cannot move on with my day unless I do this. I'm off. I'm scattered. You know what I mean? And so, and so, but it was just the repetition that did it. It was nothing. And that's where the books don't, or another thing she said is a lot of times things come when they're supposed to. So maybe I read about meditation 10 years ago, but I just wasn't ready or whatever. And it didn't click. And then. For some reason, it clicks when it does. Um, But but I just remembered what David McCraney said we were talking about. I started off college as a philosophy major. And Mm. my dad's idea of a pension made me change my major to something that would actually maybe get me a job. (laughs) And and I don't regret it. But I, I look back and I'm like, I think I was right. You know, I think that's probably would have, you know, created more value in my life than whatever else I ended up doing. Um, but what got me about philosophy is I always felt like I was following an idea around a circle and it was super fun and super exciting and super curious, but then it would get to a point where I would end up right back where I started. And that was super frustrating. And I never gave my, until now, now I pushed through that and I realized that it's not a circle. It's, and um, what David McCraney told me is that I think Carl Young or one of the famous um, philosophers that created the word angst or at least he's credited with creating the word angst to describe that exact same situation where you you, you just exhaust your thinking mind, right? Uh, you, you just, yeah. and, and I think without a tool like meditation, which I certainly didn't have when I was 18 years old, it becomes, it could become problematic. <laughs> but, but I'm convinced that meditation is like and mindfulness in general is probably the solution You know, it's like a prescription for every problem. I mean, if you thats sort of what you teach or what you, a fundamental element of what you do or just something you do. Yeah,
1: it is a fundamental thing in the breathing technique and and realizing, you know, that you have to be in a present moment, right? A lot of times uh, people, I can't remember, I think it's, I want to say it's something along the lines like. It's a very small percentage where you're actually using your conscious mind unless you actually deliberately try to use your conscious mind okay. about stuff. So um, ultimately, if you can get to a point to where you're, you're forcing yourself right like the, the negative self-talk and all that kind of stuff, a lot of people fall into that loop, that feedback loop and don't realize that if you can't change that, right like you, your environment's not going to change. you're not going to believe the things that you tell yourself. So it's, it's being conscious of that to be able to change um, to change a lot of different things in your life. And it's, it's far out there because a lot of people <laughs> will be like, Oh yeah, let me just change myself. Talk I about mean, really, you to forget that you have a roommate in there that's telling you all the wrong things that are going on in your life, yeah. as opposed to the things that you want to be doing. And that goes back to, you know, following your intuition or going, uh, with your, uh, you know, the logical side of your brain and, you know, the logical side of your brain is always going to tell you, well, that's not safe. Why are you going to do that? You're putting yourself at risk. Why are you going to do that? So, you're, you always are kind of going against the grain. You're battling against yourself uh, because you have that roommate in there that's telling you why it's not going to work. It's essentially uh, putting the mute button on him yeah. or her and then yeah. <laughs> moving forward with what you feel is the right way to go.
0: But That's, um, a, that's a cool way to put it because, as someone that suffers from imposter syndrome, you know, ter- terribly and sort of that feeling not good enough. I mean, that is my Achilles heel. You know, that's my my default. I'm always going to fall back on. And if I look at my life, that's the that's the roadblock to my success. It still is. I understand it. But that process of what you just said, hitting the mute button on that. Mm. What what I've I've got my background is ecology and sort of animals and and organisms in the natural world. And so I think, you know, that imposter syndrome it's a it's it's alive in my head and it wants to live and so it's going to be really hard to kill it right and it's something i've i've nurtured for 48 years and so that process of change and, and for me i don't know that that's the first step is me just admitting that this is hard and it's going to be hard and then the next step is sort of believing in these techniques like meditation On the surface, just don't seem like they're going to work. I mean, really?
1: Yeah. I just, it goes back to the
0: surface level thing. Yeah. uh, And it's it's that, then I think, oh, wait, that's of course he's telling me not to do it (laughs) because he wants to live. And so, I mean, do you you have it? Do you find that with your clients or that that's a a common thing? I know you talk about imposter syndrome a lot. I mean, do you have a a trick to bypass that circuitry? Or I know there's no magic bullet, but.
1: Yeah, it's it's like you said, it's it's a repetition, right? It's um, going out there and and getting it's it's your comfort zone ultimately, right? Because we all have that comfort zone, and depending on your background, um, you know, some people were very um, and they didn't get to experience life, let's say, very much as, as, a, as a younger person, right? And so, uh, being said, right, to get out of the out of who you are and Uh, expand your zone is something that's very hard like I myself right like I was a I was a chunky kid and like a lot of people didn't accept me and stuff like that growing up so I battled that a lot going as a younger child battling uh, even as an adult but being being said it it is expanding that comfort zone doing small things right to boost your confidence and even now right? like there's still times where I have why battle imposter syndrome especially if it's something new but you, you got to have that, that focal point to be like, okay, well, uh, I've proven to myself, like I can overcome it, right? This is no difference. I just got to put forth the effort and just putting the repetition and ke- uh, keep expanding that zone. And then once you get comfortable, uh, you need to look for the next thing. What is the next thing I continue to expand out? Even like you, like you're saying you have this imposter syndrome, but you're also, you're doing a podcast, you're getting out there, you're expanding your comfort zone, right. And talking about these different things. So it's, it's just, Expanding that zone, and the thing to remember too is, as soon as you essentially lay off the gas, right, your mm-hmm. uh, your comfort zone is going to essentially um, come back in, right. You're like you're going to. Uh, it's something that you have to continuously work, and uh, yeah. it, will, it will contract, right? right. So, so that's where I'm sure, for, back so. to where it was. Yeah, and you can even uh, something as simple as like you know you go to the gym all the time. When you initially get in there, you're not very comfortable. But after a while, you start building a routine, you expand that comfort zone, but you take you know a couple of weeks off, you go back in there, right? Your comfort zone uh, contracts again. And so you have to rebuild that to get that back out. So you have to constantly maintain that comfort zone and constantly be putting yourself a little bit further out there. And that's the easiest way. Something I always talk about is like, um, uh, like, like they, that statement, they talk about how do you cook a frog, right? You yeah.
2: cook a frog a, yeah. by raising the yeah, temperature
1: of yeah. the water, right? And so that's what you have to do yourself and everything that you're trying to change in yourself, you have to slowly increment it. You can't do it overnight, right? Like, and this is why like crash diets and all these other things don't work because you're trying to do too much too fast. And it's being patient with yourself, especially when you're talking about, um, yeah, you know, your mindset and everything is to try to build it out by doing small things doing things that are out of your normal, right? And it can be as simple as, you know, going to the grocery store, uh, talking to the register, right? Like if you were not comfortable yeah, talking right. to people, just saying, hey, how are you doing? How was your day, right? Just doing small little things and challenging yourself. And the, and the biggest thing I like to approach this as is kind of like gamifying, right? Like, can I go in the store and say, hey, how yeah. are you doing? And try to see how long I can carry on the conversation. And then the next challenge I'm going to have, I'm going to see if I can get it longer than two minutes. And then the next challenge I'm going to have, I'm trying to get it longer than five minutes, right? So it's just like playing this game with yourself and tricking your brain. And if you can do that, because I think we, when you start getting into these different situations, your mind, right, it's going to focus on, man, I'm going to mess up. I'm going to do something that, yep, uh, I'm not going to write. And so you need to focus on. When you're trying to expand your zone, you need to focus outward, not inward a lot of times, again, you bring it inward and then that roommate comes in there and is telling you all <laughs> the bad things about where you're doing and what's going to mess up. And so you got to, when you, especially like me, because it's funny, I come on here and it may seem really chatty, but, you know, when I was a kid, people used to always tell me that I was very shy and everything. I was like, I'm not really shy, but I really never had anything to say. And know, it's really <laughs> like getting out, right? Like, and I've had to expand that zone out more. Push my zones out more to come on here live and everything and do all these uh, different things, um, and be comfortable with it, right? Because initially, like when I was doing videos, no, no, nobody's comfortable. And I think that's the biggest misconception too: is you think people just get it. That's why you feel like an imposter, right? And it's right. like you're right. not going to just get it. People had to work their way up to that. It's just getting over the fear, getting over the um, the uncertainty, right? Because you're always afraid. Uh, That roommate telling you that someone's gonna say something about you or so, and you realize that no one actually ever does. And one of the biggest things I've always found too is if you can challenge yourself and be the first person to do it, right? Because everybody, this is something I noticed even as a kid, right? Is when you're all in groups and the teacher says, Hey, who wants to do this? Right, everybody like looks down, backs (laughs) off, right? Because nobody wants to be called on. But you know, I got to the point where it's like, I'll just be the first one to do it. Like what can people really say you're the first one to do it? Yeah. Right? And you know what everybody else is thinking is like don't pick me. Right. And so they're they're just thankful oh they didn't pick Dude, me. <laughs> I
0: did the same exact thing. And what my yeah. my logic was, nobody's going to remember the first guy, you know? Yeah. When, you know. But when everybody leaves class at the end, they're going to remember the last couple of people that went. So not yeah. only are you Yeah, so that's so interesting, that that would have that would occur to somebody, and not to somebody else. Just to just to volunteer to be the first, and that does, and this right here, what you just this is what's so appealing to me about what you do. And I hope this isn't weird, but you know, you you, you look like a pretty tough guy, like you could probably kick some ass, but you're so vulnerable, and, and that makes me immediately go, oh, this isn't one of these snake oil guru guys trying to sell me something. And for me, this yeah. is a big deal because this, is, and I think you alluded to this a little bit not only do you do we think as people that suffer from imposter syndrome that everybody else has it together that's what they're selling you so in, yeah. any self-help program or or weight loss program or exercise program it's done in such a you know mar, mar, the marketing behind it is so look how awesome i am i am the greatest i can make you like me but that doesn't ever appeal to me and i think there's a, a lot of people especially in the imposter world uh, or the good, not good enough world or people that suffer from self-doubt that are really turned off by that. And so to see yeah. someone like you in the first 10 seconds of one of your videos, you audit, you realize, I don't know if it's the way you talk or, or that you just believe in this message that you are vulnerable and you're going through the same stuff. I mean, to me, this yeah. is, that's the kind of person that I feel like is going to be able to help me because it, it, it pushes, I don't know, it, it it narrows the gap between how far i think i have to go you know or who i have <laughs> to become to 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 grow so anyway i really appreciate that i think that's um, going to go far going to help you do what you do <laughs> and keep I keep a, i appreciate that well yeah i mean you can't make it up <laughs> yeah
1: well i th- i think that's the biggest thing too and I, and that's one thing i don't like either especially in the self help is um, and even learning about uh, about marketing and everything, you know, it's all it's all working off of um, subconscious, right? Essentially, people taking advantage of that roommate in your head, right? right? And telling you all the things that that roommate in your head is telling you, and realizing that. And a lot of times, a lot of stuff, you know, teaching about meditation, teaching about breathing, right? A lot of times. It seems too simple to be true. Yeah. When in fact it is, right? We always, because we've been fed, even since we were little kids, that, you know, if, if you, even like a man right? I don't know why this is coming in my head, but even like in the 80s, and man was a big thing. If you ain't man, you weren't a man, right? And so you yeah. fed these subliminal messages all your life that if you don't do X, Y, and Z, that you don't amount to anything. And, and so it's trying to break away from that and understand, well, okay because I was there, too, right? And i was I was that that chunky kid. And I still, even though i've I've worked out and i'm I'm healthy and everything now, like I still imagine that kid that I was back then and where he was and what he was doing, what he was going through, and understanding, and for me, I, it seemed like discovery like the reason I started it was to help people. It was sharing my journey, what I was how I was changing what I've gone through in my changes and the stuff that I've ignited in my life. I've, I've done it throughout my life. I've seen a lot of change in my life. I know life, I know change is painful. It doesn't matter what kind of change comes into your life is always going to be painful, but why don't you make the changes that you want yeah. in your life? Right. If they're going to be painful anyway, just make the changes that you want. Again, mm-hmm. it's not going to be overnight, right? The, where you are now, you may not like where you're at now, but ultimately you have to realize that it's taken all the way to this time to change you to who you are today. So to change who you want to be, and like you're talking about that gap, like a lot of times, you know, we see that gap and we focus on the gap, man, I'm so far from that person. But if you just put your head down and worked towards it every single day, and so I talk about like um, monitoring your unseen progress, right, because a lot of times, you, especially when you're talking about like mindset and stuff, mindset is something that's hard uh, to do, to see that you've made a change until like you said, like when you're doing meditation, you stop, you notice there's a difference. And this is where the mindset comes in because it, you realize that, okay, well I've stopped and you don't realize until maybe days after that you're like, man, it's something's different. I can't tell what it is, but something is different and I don't like it. Right. And so when you, when you're changing your mindset and stuff, that's why I talk about like stuff that I teach is, is, is to like ultimately, you know, log in, right. Either you do a journal written, if you, if you like to write or my biggest thing is we are visual people, right? We are extremely visual. And it's to video log how you're doing because you can see the progress and even then if oh, you're smiling and stuff like that. And, then, and that's where you see it, you're like, you know what? That's not the same person I was six weeks ago. You so. can actually see the visual change in yourself. And that's what matters. And again, mindset is, is, is not something easy. So if you have that, it's even like when you talk about like, like physical health and stuff, right? Like a lot of people will go six weeks like i just not seeing it. Again, they tend to forget yeah. that it took a long time to get to that point. Uh, it wasn't just an overnight thing, uh, but even like uh, physical appearance, right? you have to take photos to actually see the difference because you're more worried about the scale but not actually realizing that your your body is changing, but you can't see that unless you're taking progressive pictures. And so taking a video uh, of yourself will give you that, that progressive uh, and give you your thought process you can see your thought process along the way in the journey and that's ultimately I think what helps to make any kind of change is to see it into because you need those little bursts of motivation throughout Throughout, it to be like yeah you know what I'm actually changing here and sometimes you know and, and that's what helps too because you don't actually realize when you're changing until someone mentions something <laughs> yeah. like, hey you're like a lot happier what is going on or maybe you got a lot more energy and you realize that, hey, you know what? I didn't have to buy that energy drink or take those pills or do all these other things. I was just doing meditation. I was unplugging. I was thinking for myself.
0: And what a dramatic difference it's made. That, man, that is awesome. Because that is the most, most uh, that's like a total great soundbite. <laughs> the, the most frustrating and hard part about life in general, I think, is the, the way the accolades are, or the rewards are distributed. And certainly for personal growth and improvement, there aren't any. It's kind of like parenthood. Nobody's gonna give you, even though you get the cup from your kid, you know, on the sixth birthday, world's greatest dad. Nobody really gives you that, right? So what I've learned in parenting is that unless I'm learned to see these rewards, they're never gonna happen because nobody's gonna give me one. And so it's what you just said is so perfectly describes that situation and tracking the video and all that stuff is great because that's the only way you're going to feel like you get a reward one of the biggest things of my therapist told me is you have to learn to celebrate your victories you don't you just pass right by these things as if they never happened so you always feel the same way even if you're yeah. doing really a whole lot better you know that void the 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 roommate <laughs> is yeah. still telling you you're the same person and so that's it's really hard. And I think that's one of the big challenges is is helping people find the rewards and changing their mindset to actually look for that stuff. Um, you know, because I come from the, the, I realized in the academic world, the only thing I liked about being a professor was the accolades. I got a, I, I won a grant and got some money. I published a paper. I graduated a student. You know, there were all these like things that people recognized me for. That's the only way you were going to and it was just a game you know it was like it was yeah. literally literally like an addiction, you know and so I knew I had to just change my life um, but 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 it but the the challenge remains finding the accolades and the awards or whatever the appreciation for yourself we're not taught to do that um, yeah without somebody else telling you that you did a good job. <laughs> Well, that's it. I think ultimately the thing is too, is um,
1: I think you get to a point in your life. Maybe this is just because I know even for myself, like I'm getting older. So uh, you start to look at, I think you can come to a point in your life. You know, I think at a younger age, you chase the material things because that is essentially what uh, your uh, tinfoil or whatever you want to believe. Uh, but ultimately, so you, so you chase these things, you achieve these things. Right. And then you realize that even like myself, right, I had all these things and then they were taken away in a divorce. And I realized that I was humbled and I was happy with nothing. Yeah. Realizing that that's really where you have to be, even when you have all that stuff, because even when you're in that stuff, right, like you have that void, like I'm not really happy. I have things and they're supposed to make me happy or I have it. It's even like me, like you're talking about having these all uh, these achievements and stuff like that. Like, I've had all these uh, these, uh, big achievements and stuff through work. And it's like, I'm kind of like, eh, it doesn't really do a lot for me. (laughs) It's not what I wanted. Yeah. For me, it's like, and I've noticed like doing the podcast and and network away thing and people, like, you really start to feel like energized. Like, that's where it feels like, you know, I don't have to do anything else. Like, being around like minded people and, and being energized by the group. And, and that is what's important. And finding those people that are like minded and working with them it is really it, because we're social creatures. And a lot of times, a lot of people, you know, they may be like, Well, I'm an introvert. I'm an introvert. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, no, me too. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. And it's like, it, to be, you aren't an introvert. You're only an introvert, I think, because you're not in the right setting. When you're in the right setting, you realize that you tend to forget where you're at and you just start talking, right? If it's something that interests you, pitch your interest, find those groups start talking to those
0: people and you realize i'm pretty chatty right like just like you said when you were younger you felt like you didn't have anything to say we really have always had something to say but the the audience just isn't there (laughs) and so once the audience is there like like you and i i mean i really feel like (laughs) this could go on kind of indefinitely (laughs) because the the energy i mean i because i I, i'm not afraid to say what i think um Mm -hmm. because I, i i feel like you'll understand you know so yeah, it's like I think everybody's really an ambivert. Um the, the best thing for me is that I do definitely it requires energy for me to be around a lot of people. And I have to go recharge my batteries in yeah. solitude. So I think that that definition holds.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I would agree
0: with that. I think that anybody
1: gets that point. Even um you do need to recharge. I need it. even for myself. Like sometimes I can burn myself out. Like I was doing a lot of different interviews and stuff like that. Um, and you do get to the point to where you do get tired and yeah. I, I need that time to recharge, to come back and, and gather my mind. Um, I think that's always needed. That's always, it's always extremely important, especially if you are trying to uh, make progress, right? They, they say sleep and all that stuff is extremely important uh, because that's how you retain all the information that you're learning. So yeah, um, being said,
0: um, yeah, I lost my train of thought, but (laughs) well, I I don't know if this is where you're going, but one thing I've noticed about your work is you seem, I don't know if this is the right word, extremely prolific. I mean, you are present which I think is great for building a brand. I mean, I I don't, I I don't think it's just like me, but you seem to be in a lot of places a a lot of time with something important to say a good time. And that's gotta be energetically, uh, straining, or or maybe it comes easy because it's, it's what you want to do. Um, well, no, I think for
1: me, like, this is my thing is like, I've always liked helping people, especially at like a young age, because like you said, like when you're talking about you know, the students that you have when they graduate, right, it's like seeing the change in the person, you see the change in the person, especially since knowing how hard it is to change myself and a person, and, and to see that change in them, it's exciting, right, because you see like you see what I see, like, I because I teach about, you know, three different pillars. I talk about, uh, you know, your health and mindset. And then I talk about like finances and then I talk about like communication and that those three pillars will get you essentially where you want. Because I think a lot of times we focus too much like on a relationship and oh, I, I rely on this person. If this person isn't there, then, you know, I, right. I just, and I see that a lot on like social media and it's like, you know, you got to, like you want people to stay in your life like you really have to work on yourself you have to be okay with yourself as opposed to yeah. filling that void right we always try to fill that void because again everybody's trying to sell us something to tell us why we're broken as opposed to look internal and be like hey you know what i'm i'm enough and realizing that and, and to change that perspective and if you if you can see that and realize just be patient with yourself and start making that, that progressive change in yourself that you start really enjoying life. And I'm like, I've, I've done that. Like I've had to, I'm not saying I'm, I'm like this all the time. I'm not energetic. Yeah, all yeah. The time. I have ups and downs. I talk about that. Talk, everybody has it. Even with the tools that I talk about, uh, it, it still happens, right? It doesn't, it's not just a switch that goes on and off Sure. You continually monitor it. Like I talked about the, the comfort zone, right? You gotta continuously put in the reps to be able to make it work. But, when those times come around they're not so bad you know how to deal with it you know how to work around it you know man. you know i'm feeling a little down i need to get out of my environment and go out for a walk i need to try something new right maybe maybe there was something i saw on a board that i was going to go rock climbing so maybe i should just go rock climbing today and yeah. just try that and then man look at this is a new thing i love this and i meet this person here and you know and, and we talked about this and so
0: now we're going skate shooting or something right and yeah so yeah at least a bunch of different things so Well, and once you've done it, you can say, I've done this before. What did I do before? And then the scientist in me says, I'm building the evidence. And that's what uh, I think is so cool is, and I I believe this now, to change, you've got all this evidence that happened before you that explains why all the bad shit happened. And now you've got to create a new set of evidence that shows you why that's not true. (laughs) And then eventually that pile of evidence gets big enough. And now you can refer to it instead of referring to that, like, oh, meditation is dumb. I won't do that. And, and becomes, actually, I seem to be getting something from this. So even though I don't want to do it, I'm going to do it again. And and it's like building a muscle. I mean, that's a, the workout thing, I think is just a great, because, you know, with working out, you don't notice a change. You don't, you know, yeah. work out for three weeks and go, well, I'm not buff. I quit. <laughs> yeah. and, and, you, and you can't just quit and say, well, I'm not going to work out for two years now. <laughs> and it'll last, you yeah. know, like, like me, I'll just go back to, 150 pounds or whatever. Uh, But yeah, that's, it 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 must be something you just said makes me think uh, one of the ways you get your accolades, maybe I can't see my victories myself, but when you help someone else and then you see them go through it, that Mm -hmm. may help you go, oh, that's what it looked like when I did that. That's what it feels like when I did that. And now it becomes like more real through the process of helping other people. I mean, that's huge. I mean, that's gotta yeah, that's that's got be, um, because I, I'm, I'm motivated by that too. I just haven't, you know, I'm years behind wherever you are now and sort of thinking about how to do that. Um, so it's really, it's really cool to see somebody doing it. <laughs> and I'm very inspired. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. It really is a neat thing. And it's so cool to hear it that it's not a money or that it's not a and and believe it you know I don't feel like it's a get rich quick scheme you obviously have skill sets to do that in other ways (laughs) and not yeah people because it's such a generic thing to say and it's such a a common thing to say I want to help people
1: yeah I think you got you got to come from a good place right like I think uh, especially in this right because like the self-help industry right it's such a big industry and people are so willing to uh, give you something to fix, right? Give you a bandage to fix, you know, a wound, a major wound, right? Like you yeah. have to go deeper. You have to realize that it does take a longer time to uh, repair a lot of the different things that you've been going through. Uh, and that's not saying that I, I'm, you know, a psychologist or anything like that. Yeah. So by by all means, now this is stuff that I've done for myself. Um, I'll be a hundred percent honest, right? I've never, and I've even stated this a couple of times, like I don't believe, and um, like therapy and stuff like that, right? Like I think, I think it has its spots, right? I think there's some people that do need it. Uh, but ultimately, again, I think you can look in yourself. It's just being knowledgeable about things. And a lot of times, you know, when you, when you talk about like depression and all these other different things, uh, it's because you're coming from a point of view where uh, there's scarcity, right? And you think that all your, options are gone and so it's opening and that's what i, I try i try to do that's why I, I really like trying to hammer in on the like the three pillars right because you're talking about like financials There's, i think there's a again a tinfoil uh I think with financials there's a reason why people you aren't taught about investments you aren't taught about these things there's a reason you aren't taught about health per se right uh, i think even um you know like the plant-based diet right it is one of those things that i know now it's like becoming like a more of a forefront thing and more of uh maybe like a trend thing which a lot of people think it's trendy but i mean ultimately what it does for you in itself right it, it makes big changes in myself like, like i used to uh wake up in pain all the time right like i had injuries in my back and my elbows always inflammation always major problems i went plant-based right they were telling me i was gonna be on meds for the rest of my life i went on plant-based and all of it's gone away Wow. You know, I am, you know, I'm driving. I'm, I'm energized, right? Like I don't have to go take, I don't take supplements. Like before I used to take like so many supplements. I don't even want to talk about how yeah, much I, yeah, know, so yeah. I was at one point, but at <laughs> one point I wanted to be a uh, Mr. Olympia. So I was taking tons of supplements. And so like, now it's like, I don't take anything. And it's like, I feel so much better than I did when I was in my twenties. That's evident. But who is there to like, teach me that? Like, that's right. like something I had to go do. And so I want to try to like give people a perspective, like, you know, there's other things out there that, that aren't surface level, that if you could dive just a little bit deeper and, and see really what's out there. And there's actually a good book. I think it's called The Third Door. It's actually a book about entrepreneurship. Uh, but I, I love the concept in that book because he talks about, you know, everybody's trying to get in the front door and everybody, some people know about the back door. But people tend to forget about the windows, right? You can get—you just have to get in the building, right? Yeah. Just get in the building. How can you get in the building, right? And maybe you can go on through a window, right? You don't have to go on through the front door. Everybody's trying to get into the front door. Oh, that's awesome. Don't know about the back door, but there's always a way in, and so that's—and that's what's um, what I try, i try to take that approach, that perspective, to a lot of different things I do. Not try to take stuff for surface level. Trying to look and see if there's something else that will helped me get a better understanding, and, and now like I like to reverse engineer a lot of different things and see yeah. how things are actually working, and, and and try to reapply it. But the thing is, is again, it doesn't come like a one a shoe fits all, right? Like everybody is very different, Everybody's very unique. We all have all our own experiences, so uh, what works for me may not work for you. And I think a lot of people tend tend to get frustrated with okay, well, here's steps one through five, and you know, you'll achieve this. And then people get to step two, step three is not working. Mm-hmm. And so they get frustrated as opposed to, well, okay, this is what it's saying. And for me, like being a programmer, like you always realize that yeah. step one, two, five, they never work. When you <laughs> step one or two, you're always, it doesn't matter what Microsoft is telling you, it's not working that way. So you have to figure out a different way. <laughs> so, and, and so that's what the, that's what the engineering side is taught me. Yeah. Really, it doesn't matter what the steps are they're always gonna be different for everybody. And you have to determine, you have to take it upon yourself to take what works, take the tools that work, apply, and sometimes you gotta tinker them a little bit. Like, okay, maybe I'm doing this breathing technique. It doesn't really work for me, but there's this other breathing technique that that works better for me. So apply that, right? There's so many different varieties, even like there's so many different varieties of meditation, try a couple of them, see what work, and then go with that, right? And then you realize that by doing this, Um, you you start applying it again to all different aspects of your life and and, like reverse engineering it. Well, I don't like this piece. I throw this piece out. I'll I'll use this. Right. And then maybe I come across something else. This one piece I've had for years that has really helped me, but this is even better. So I'll toss that. Right. It's like auditing yourself, what tools are working, what tools aren't uh, and replacing them and learning more being creative. Now I always talk about like continuous education and stuff like that is so important because a lot of times, You know, even for me, like you know, I graduated college. I was like, "Oh my God, thank God, it's gone." I have done, yeah. (laughs) College doing those things, right? Like, and so I think I really like learned more
0: when I took it upon myself and going
1: out and as much as I could. Well,
0: well, yeah, it almost—I mean, to me, listening to you talk about that, it almost sounds like the prescription is curiosity. You know, like maybe that's like the inherent in the three pillars is this helping people get into that seat of figuring it out on your own you know empowering individual people not like you said not psychologizing them or even teaching them or even i guess kind of coaching maybe is a better word to develop that sense of curiosity to yeah okay that meditation's not working for me let me independently decide maybe there's another technique i'll google it and figure it out for myself and those tools those are the ones that are going to create you know the yeah. The, the real shifts in in, in in individuals in our population by empowering them. And, I, and I've always said this, I mean, it's like critical thinking, but much more specifically and honed down to a personal growth level. That's awesome. And you, did you just know this, or is it because this is something that you did and it worked for you? And so you're, uh, it's, I think for me, the biggest thing is, is, um,
1: you know, I've talked about always helping people and I don't know if this is just a natural thing. Like my father used to always help people, right? Like, I remember going back and visiting my father and, and random people would come up and be like, thanking my dad for helping oh, wow. me. Always over the different things. So I, I don't know if it's like a natural thing yeah. or not, but, um, so I've always like enjoying helping people and, and to do that, it's like, well, okay, well, how did I figure out and try to reverse engineer what I did right. and realize, okay, well, not everybody's like me, not everybody has the same experiences. Where did I go to figure it out right yeah Like you're saying,
0: it's like, and this is so benign, but it's like that you know, teach a man to what is it? Help show show a man. man Yeah, whatever. whatever. It's like you're teaching (laughs) them to fish on their own and feeding them for life versus whatever the other thing is. You know what I mean? And that, and that again, not tinfoil hat thing. But that's not what society encourages. They don't want us to be in charge of our destiny and our own yeah. sort of um, masters of our own domain. I mean, that, that's an yeah. argument can be made that that, <laughs> that makes for... Yeah, our, they want us to be uh,
1: consumers as opposed to... Yeah, uh, and producers. so, yeah,
0: I, I, yeah there, and I never, I don't know why I, I never saw it like that. I appreciate you sort of cl- explaining that so clearly because it makes perfect sense that that would be the way to, t- and I guess that's kind of the way I taught classes. I would tell kids, I can't teach you anything. The only thing I can do is inspire you to learn this stuff. Cause I'm not going to, I can't make you sit down and read the book. That's not my yeah. job. You have to do that on your own. Now, what's one way that you might do that? Well, I might make the human body sound really cool. And you want to learn about how oxygen travels in our blood or whatever that's the best I can do. <laughs> and I don't think the colleges didn't really like me because they didn't want to hear that. You know, they wanted me to say, I can teach you. Um, but anyway, that's, that's awesome. Um, I'll, I will definitely use that and sort of try to follow that mantra with, with helping people because I think it's, I think it's wonderful. Good. Okay. Yeah. Well, and it, I mean, it, and it's funny, too, because it's, I can hear you sort of saying, you know, that's just how I did it. I, I don't get, deserve any credit for it. <laughs> you know? It just makes yeah, sense. Yeah,
1: I don't, I mean, there's there's a lot of information out there, and I don't want to be the that person that's like, um, you know, do it this way, because a lot of times you get that, do it this way, and that's what it's supposed to be. You see a lot of people, uh, especially when you're, right, like, I've I've been a leader in the military, right? Like, I've led big, uh, big groups of people, so you have to... Uh, you have to be flexible. You have to understand that, again, that everybody's not going to just get it. Everybody's going to, again, coming from different walks of life. So uh, you have to like throw like a light framework down, right? And 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 I, I like to try to provide as much humor as I can. I know sometimes like even in my videos, like I'm not, um, I, I feel like I'm a little too structured sometimes, but <laughs> <laughs> what I try to do is, is provide humor, right? Because if it's, if it's something that's if you can make it memorable, it will stick better, Yeah, right? And yeah. yeah, make it visual, make it memorable. Uh, and then people are, uh, add some kind of comedic element to it, right? I think ultimately helps you because it helps you memorize, oh, well, that's what that means. And um, totally. help paint the picture, right? You ultimately have to paint the picture for the person. because a lot of times the person can't see it in your vision and stuff like that. And so if you can paint the picture and try to provide the tools uh, to allow them to do that right to allow them to paint mm-hmm. their own picture and and kind of let them mess up on their own right, yeah, just right. like this is, well this hey like if you did this just a little bit this try this right or or look here do that and and not paint the whole picture out where you know it's again people want the one two five but you already know that okay well step two gonna get stuck so uh,
0: <laughs> what i'm trying to do is help you provide a way out of that right so <laughs> well because you have thought it through i mean that's, that's just that's yeah great. and it's really interesting to hear that That worked for you in the military too because i've never been in the military but i've always sort of assumed that um people had to just change to the like this was the way and you had to change yourself i didn't realize you could also accommodate uh unique you know different differences in learning that always seemed like a real big challenge to me like either you made it or you didn't you know you were either cut out for the military or you weren't kind of thing but the way you described it, it sounds like you can accommodate uh people
1: Instead. Yeah, yeah. I think it's been like,
0: um, I think it's uh, kind of just been the kind of
1: person I have been. Um, yeah, it's just my, you, my right? My experiences, my changes. I think have have done that. Yeah, the military is very uh, structured and very uh, rigid, right? You, there's not very much gray. Area.
2: <laughs> yeah, okay. So I'm not
1: far off. When when being a leader, right? Because I think you have you have to be flexible when you're being yeah. a leader. Yeah, because you need a result. <laughs> structured you can be a dictator and say this is the way it's going to be. Because you're gonna turn people off by doing that, and so um uh, just trying to be accommodating to an extent still have like borders, but
0: again,'m still trying to guide people and keep them within those borders right well, and the one thing um, i don't want I don't know how much time you got I don't want to push your schedule, but one thing i you, you hit on that I'd like to get your opinion on is you know this realm for me is a, a sort of self help personal growth has always been um the responsibility or in the domain of a trained psychologist or a trained uh, psychiatrist. Right. And now as far as somebody that could help you, and then the life coaching sort of came on and then there were always teachers and mentors. But what I see sort of in the world now is, um, and I found this for myself, I was in 10 years of sort of standard cognitive behavioral therapy and I got it intellectually, you know, like six months in, I got it, but nothing ever changed in me. And so finally, one day, I was like, "I'm going to try like a life coach, or I'm going to try somebody with no credentials necessarily, and I'm going to try this somatic healing thing. That sounds cool too." And I, and through both of those non-traditional avenues, I saw more change in a week, six weeks, than I, yeah. on ten years. And so that sort of rocked my paradigm of
2: mm-hmm.
0: of who who who's responsibility who has permission to do this right and then there's a you know for life coaching because that's someone who might want to do this for their career I sort of okay what do you have to do do I need credentials and I've sort of arrived at a place where most of my success has come with people that are just coach you know teaching me what they learned on their own mm-hmm. so maybe that's okay I mean do you have you struggled with that or thought about that or have thoughts about that or
1: uh, you- yeah that's a whole whole other thing uh um... Can of worms Maybe. because to me, to me, I, I've been the same way, right? Like one thing that you know, Western society is always held is you have to have credentials to do anything. Yeah, and you realize that by reading, you can read every book under the sun, right? But are they a practitioner of what they preach, right? If you're not a practitioner of what you're preaching, and I mean, even in, like, programming, like, like, programming, if you look, like, even in the college books, like, technology moves so fast, like, yeah. by the time it gets approved, like, it's so old that it's outdated, and so even, like, you know, you're talking about, you know, like, self-improvement and stuff, like, when you're talking about self-improvement, a psychologist, you know, they're, I mean, nothing against that, uh, credit to them, yeah. you know, that's a lot of schooling and everything like that, but ultimately, in my experience, this is why I talk about, like, there's a lot of times I don't. Like like therapists and stuff because of that fact like I've seen more progress in myself by doing it myself because I feel like when I was in those those therapy sessions like I wasn't making progress like you're saying and 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 by doing it myself by learning about it myself and and applying it and being a practitioner of it that I've I've realized that you can't beat experience like I'm actually living through it and. I mean, when you're talking about life coaches even like being in this thing and it even comes into the whole entrepreneurial thing right like um that's one thing like to understand like being an entrepreneur is like you can't worry about other people's opinions because everybody's going to have an opinion about you know well you're not doing this and I, even I, I have a youtube channel right like i get comments like who are you oh yeah or, right you know, i'm just you know talking about what i've experienced like that that, that is who i am and i'm sharing my experiences what has helped me uh, because i've had people come back around and say the same thing that you said is that i've been through therapy it's just not working yeah right like, and we're coming to that again going back to the kind of bitcoin thing right we're going to the peer-to-peer thing aspect of well help me i'm in this situation you've lived through it show me how to, yeah. how to get out of it and i think doing it this way it's more of it is that peer-to-peer aspect right like it provides a more friendlier atmosphere as opposed to like, you're here, I'm paying you kind of thing and you're going to fix me. So I'm expecting you to fix me. <laughs> Where, when I think you like come in this avenue, it gives more of that perspective, like, you know, like kind of like more like friends, like, right? Like I'm, right. I'm genuinely trying to help you, right? Like I'm not trying to, well, what does this book say? This is what I should apply. No, this is right. what it's going right. right? Like, and, but I, I know that, Although it's helped me, it may not help you, but if this doesn't help you, this is where to look to, and we'll figure it out together kind of thing, right? Where the other one is just like, okay, well, if A, B, A doesn't work, what would it be? And we'll go to C kind of thing, yeah. right? Looking at.
0: Yeah. Well, and even worse, what I've noticed in the psychological realm, and again, not to hate on them, they do good yeah, things. All this, exactly. is if if A, B, C isn't working for you, they won't em- admit it and shift into another thing because that's what they know. And so it's almost okay. like well we'll just run you back through the yeah. program i don't i don't know you know what i mean whereas an independent yeah. contractor or whatever yeah. my thing is too is like i've heard this this question like you should to be a good
1: coach you shouldn't give advice this is something i've heard and i'm like well to me that doesn't really make any sense right like doesn't make to sense. be a good coach Yes, you shouldn't say, hey, do that. You shouldn't be a dictator. You shouldn't say, hey, go do this. And this is the way it's going to work. And this is the only way it works. <laughs> right. It's not the only way it works, right? Like you That's could right. say, why don't you try this? If it doesn't work, well, then try that. Or uh, this has actually worked, right? This isn't something, uh, maybe I have read it out of a book. Maybe I have uh, experienced something else or gone, gone through a different course or something. And this has helped me, uh, but I've adjusted it this way. And that little adjustment could be what helps you. Oh, right. And so, uh, as opposed to, again, being a practitioner of it, I think really uh, allows you to, to get there quicker, right? As opposed to uh, trial and error and stuff like that. And, and again, I think when you're talking about the, that whole aspect uh, of therapy and stuff, it is just it's too structured. Right? Like yeah. It's, it's got to be more flexible, I think.
0: For well, people. I think that's, that's true about everything. <laughs> I mean, the dog, yeah. dogmatic things for me anyway have never worked because they're so strict and narrow and um Yeah. And I don't think it's just because I'm a rebel or you know or rebellious. I think it's just because it's true. <laughs> yeah. Of course everybody thinks they're right, but but and before I forget, tell me how how do you pronounce your last name? Hemla? It's Hemela. okay, good. And just so you know, um I'll do like a five, ten minute intro before all of this so it won't be awkward okay. that we're just starting That's 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 what I've done so far and it seems to work. I'll stick with okay. it until somebody tells me it doesn't work.
2: <laughs> so,
0: yeah, I really appreciate your uh, your um, openness and clarity. I mean, I just, um, I'm really picking up what you're laying down and I look I look forward to kind of catching up on your stuff. Um, and I, I don't know if there's um any message you want to send out to anybody who might listen um, that might be interested in pursuing your services or working with you. Is there anything you would, tell because I know a lot of people and I'm projecting are sort of on the fence about some of this stuff right there they they, they want to make a step forward to get help from somebody but for whatever reason the roommate and all those other things are keeping them from making that step forward is there anything you tell people that are pondering working with with you or with someone like you
1: uh well ultimately I think if you come in this realm, right, like you are, are looking for help. Uh,
0: yeah, I guess i looking for.
1: But the thing is, is that you're, you're going to have to want to change. If you are not willing to change, right, like I can't. I can tell you all the secrets of the world, right? Like I can have you on here <laughs> for 30 minutes to tell you every secret of the world. But if you don't apply it, right, the secrets of the world aren't going to mean anything to you. So for me, you have to understand that it is uh, slow progress. Uh, that allows you that if you continue to push and expand and realize that uh, pain it, or change is painful, right, and, and realize that you can achieve it, like we are all very capable of achieving the things that we want, that that gap is just an imaginary thing mm-hmm. in our minds, right? It's that hurdle that we're trying to get over. Uh, but ultimately, um, that you can achieve those things. And it's, it's getting over the fear. It's becoming... Um, very close and very personal with uncertainty and being okay with uncertainty, being okay with fear and realizing that, uh, once you get over that, then there's nothing else holding you back. It's just uh, essentially a essentially mental hurdle and you can get there. But if people uh, want to reach out to me, uh, they can go to discoverignite.com or even Disco- discover, discoverignite on YouTube. Uh, I got a lot of free content out there. I put out a lot of free stuff. Uh, I don't really have, I do have, uh, some coaching, if people are interested in that, they can hit me up at uh, uh, coaching at discoveryignite.com, and, and I can uh, get with them on that. But um, And also, I do have a course that kind of talks about a lot of stuff that is not structured, right? So, like, I can oh, I can only be at so many places so many times, so that's the only reason I really created it. Again, uh, we talked about this. I don't really like like trying to sell stuff because that's not who I am, yeah. but I wanted to make it to where somebody – if I was to coach somebody, they could go there and they would have it permanently to help them develop themselves. And it, it essentially does that, right? It's like a drip that allows you to go through exercises to record yourself, everything that we've talked about in here, to help develop yourself, to, to build yourself out. Because that's what I want to do is build you out, not just provide you a, a band-aid to a wound.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> and for me the for me just following you on instagram is like a, a, a course or you know it's a helpful um resource right i mean to sort of keep people yeah. on track so if yeah if people are interested in, in knowing more about you or learning from you that would be what i would say <laughs> the easiest thing'm yeah, not pretty much on every platform so yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I anyway, agree. <laughs> That's <laughs> Well man, I hope I hope we can figure out a way to like continue this. I mean for me I can passively follow you and keep up with what you're doing. But uh yeah, I really i uh, really feel sort of close to you and getting to know you a little bit is it's awesome. So who knows what the future may bring.
1: <laughs> you know, touch base, uh yeah, I get you dead. on the uh, YouTube channel too. We can talk about some stuff.